Yes, with the right intention, any couple can transform their sexual union into a divine experience. So today I am sitting with one of my greatest inspirations and uh, this is a woman who's really one of the first to bring Tantra out into the world and still all over the planet and it is Sarita also known as Ma Anand Sarita. She has a very special lineage because she was 26 years in the Osho community, including being very closely in his presence for 16 years. So she's really bringing a lot of transmission from Osho's teachings. And her school is called Tantra Essence. She's offering many different retreats for singles, for couples, including all the way up to teacher trainings for men and women and also just for women. So she has so many offerings in the world. I'm lucky to pin her down. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Sarita. Yes, it's, a, it's wonderful to see you again. Yeah. And today we're talking about a topic we're both very passionate about, which is uh, sexuality as a spiritual tool, as a, as a means of spirituality. And so before we launch into that, I'd love it if you could share a little bit about how you ended up in Tantra, what brought you here. The way I ended up in Tantra is I was a very thirsty seeker from a young age. I remember uh, from the age of four, I wanted to find the essence of life. And I felt like there's no time to waste. So the moment I could, I left my family home. And from the age of 15, I was hitchhiking all through North America. <clears throat> then I went to Europe. I hitchhiked through Europe, through the Middle East and to India. Wow. And in India, I came across Goenka and Vipassana meditation. Mm. I did a 10-day retreat in Bodh Gaya with wow. Goenka. And then I went to Mumbai to do a one-month Vipassana retreat. And the night before the retreat began, I met Osho. Oh, wow. And that completely turned my life around, <laughs> meeting Osho. That was a <laughs> big explosion of consciousness. <laughs> and... Subsequently, I was initiated by him into his Neo Sanyas. He gave me the name Ma Ananda Sarita. Mm. And that means Mother of the Universe, River of Bliss. Mm. And he told me, if you continue with meditation, you'll become this. Mm -hmm. So basically, I came home to where I was meant to be after all that traveling and seeking. At that time, I was 17 years old. Wow. And then I just stayed in his community. <laughs> And Osho is a master of masters, so he gives different people different kinds of meditations or techniques or pathways according to what they need. And from the very beginning, he offered me tantra meditations to practice. Mm. So I simply found myself on the tantra path. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice way in. It was given to you. <laughs> and so what's made what was different you'd done vipassana before and then you were doing tantric meditations what is the what was the difference the difference is uh, as far as i can understand is that vipassana is really using the masculine aspect within us it's all about witnessing consciousness mm -hmm. and i love that having had many past lives as a yogi mm -hmm. so that really 
vibrated very well with me. But what was missing for me was enjoying opening and utilizing the emotions, the senses, mm-hmm. and uh, pleasure as a spiritual path. So Tantra brings all of that into it, that you can enjoy being human and all that you are mm. and go into that as an awareness practice. Mm-hmm. So it's really combining the masculine and the feminine because feminine is really delightfully oriented around pleasure, around emotional states, mm-hmm. as we know. <laughs> so it's an acceptance, full acceptance of the feminine <clears throat> And then applying that masculine quality of witnessing mm-hmm. to this life experience in the body, in the senses, in pleasure. Mm-hmm. So in summary, what you're saying is like the Buddhist is to deny the feminine and just be in witnessing. Mm-hmm. And then Tantra is accepting the feminine of emotions, feelings, pleasure mm-hmm. and the body and bringing that with with that masculine and so presumably the real world or the mainstream world is just in the feminine caught up in feelings and emotions but isn't bringing that quality of meditation to it mm-hmm. yes it's tantra is so wonderful because it equally honors the masculine and the feminine and weaves these together as a great tree of life <laughs> <laughs> so in this way that leads us into our great topic um sex therefore sexuality sexual energy can be that feminine and we can unite it together with witnessing could, could you talk a little bit about that like how can people who are listening and are thinking well how, how can sex be spiritual can you talk a little bit about this there's a saying in tantra that <clears throat> to walk the spiritual path as a couple is the fastest path to enlightenment in other words using sexual meditations is the fastest path to enlightenment but it's like walking on a razor's edge. (laughs) And why is it like walking on a razor's edge? Because then we have just beside that razor, there is a whole quagmire of emotional states. And emotions are triggered very strongly when we go into sexuality. Mm -hmm. So I think it's for this reason that many spiritual traditions, many spiritual masters have denied sex They just don't want anything to do with it Mm -hmm. because they know the moment you go into that, then a lot of emotions will be stirred up. The whole of the the limbic system, the corpus callosum, you know, all the the different emotional states within us will be triggered. Mm -hmm. And then people automatically become unconscious. Mm -hmm. And if we dive deeply into this whole scenario, it's actually a fear of the feminine. Mm-hmm. that has turned people away from sexuality, away from emotions, and just go into that witnessing. Right, so there's the fear that it will actually distract us from our spiritual purpose, if all these yes. emotions come up, and it's seen as a problem to some, like mm-hmm. more meditative uh, approach. But in Tantra, when these things come up, how do we use them? So what do we do? Let's say we're <laughs> here we are, we've been meditating for years and we decide to do it as a couple and we're making love and then boom, we're getting triggered. So how do we use that? So what I've noticed is that many people are meditators. As you say, they've been meditating for years. They've been doing yoga. They feel very elevated when they're on their own. Yeah. Then you come together with your partner and suddenly the shit hits the fan. <laughs> and you find all these dramas and traumas and projections and childhood issues and it all comes up to the surface and it's like what the fuck 
but I've been meditating for years. Why is that not helping my couple? Yeah. So I discovered a great secret. One day the light bulb went off, went on rather, and I understood, oh my God, if you want to attain exalted spiritual states alone, you meditate alone. If you want exalted spiritual states in the couple, you need to meditate together as mm -hmm. a couple because this is a different dynamic. Mm -hmm. The couple dynamic is different than when you're on your own. Mm -hmm. And you can be, you know, in this great enlightened state on your own, but then together with your couple, no, you're back at ABC. <laughs> so start meditating together. And then we have the phenomena of rising in love. Mm. So instead of falling in love, falling into that quagmire <laughs> of all the mess and the entanglements and whatever, you begin rising in love and it literally transforms the couple. The couple dynamic completely changes. Mm -hmm. It's not that you will never have emotional states. No, you have emotional states, but you understand how to go into it with awareness, mm -hmm. how to learn from it, how to grow through it, how to evolve mm -hmm. together. So when you're talking about a couple meditating together, are we mm -hmm. seeing a couple sitting on their yoga mats, you know, eyes closed, watching the breath. Is that is that what it looks like? Or can you tell us a bit more? There's many different methods that couples can practice. And basically, uh, it can be as simple as sitting together and eye gazing. Or sitting together, holding hands, tuning in, maybe bringing your third eye together. Or maybe doing something more complex. Mm -hmm. But it's taking... Um, the phenomena of two people being together in intimacy and consecrating sacred space, opening that sacred space, going into your practice of being together with awareness and with love. Mm -hmm. So whenever you weave love and awareness together, you have Tantra. This is actually one of the profound meanings of Tantra. Mm -hmm. And so what about our sexual energy? Because Many meditators who are just teaching meditation would say that sexual energy is constantly going to distract you uh, from your meditation. So presumably a couple, they feel very juicy and turned on. Is this a hindrance to meditation or can they use it? It's actually a huge asset. <laughs> I'm sure it's you're, good. because you're a, a practitioner of Taoism, so you would know that, for example, on the lingam and in the yoni are acupressure points mm -hmm. which represent all the different organs of the body just like we also have it on our back or in the spine we, we have it in the genitals mm. and so when a man and woman come together they are actually activating those acupressure points and it's like all the lights get switched on <laughs> in the home <laughs> of the body it's like you come in your house it's dark but when you plug in together, suddenly all the lights go on <laughs> and you're there plugged in and so much luminosity is available to you. Mm -hmm. Now, how you use it is up to you. So some people will use that to go towards the goal of genital release, mm -hmm. the, the well-trodden path, <laughs> which is basically taking energy down and out for procreation. Yeah. But we can also take that same energy we can invite it in and up for meditation and transformation. Mm -hmm. And of course, that will work on activating the Kundalini, opening the chakra system, mm -hmm. 
moving into expanded states of consciousness together. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that the down and out movement of energy is wrong. It's wonderful. And it's also amazing to open up that inner tube mm -hmm. or conduit for energy flow and experience the evolution of consciousness through sexual union. Mm. Both are simply marvelous. <laughs> and how do a couple even begin to do that? Do you think every couple has that available if they want to? I think explore? every couple, if they have a basic chemistry together, because I think it's very important, the chemistry element. If there's no chemistry, you can't really go into deep tantra spaces together mm -hmm. because you that sexual fire is not getting activated. Right, so that's so, a precursor. So like before a couple start doing practices, they actually need to make sure that there's this physical kind of chemical chemistry. And that's yeah. presumably out of our hands. I, I seem to remember, if I can say share your wisdom on your behalf, um, that you shared about how important smell is. And that always mm -hmm. sticks with me because I, you know, like I notice that is really, really strong that mm -hmm. when there's sexual chemistry, I actually just adore the smell of my partner. Yes, like, yes, this is very important. Like I would suggest if you're interested in someone <laughs> and you're thinking, shall we travel the Tantra path together? One way is to do human design mm -hmm. session and you can find out definitively if you have chemistry or not. Mm. What could be the obstacles on your path or what could be the benefits, how you can overcome certain obstacles if they are there mm -hmm. and whether it's worth traveling together on the path. Uh -huh. And another way, of course, is just shower. Don't put any deodorant, <laughs> no smelling creams or anything <laughs> and have a session together where you just lay together inhale each other's scent you might even literally sniff the underarms yeah. and <laughs> more intimate areas and don't think that you have to go into sex immediately mm -hmm. just lay together be together mm -hmm. even for a whole night just holding mm -hmm. each other smelling mm -hmm. sensing tuning in <laughs> Sensing each other on all levels. And then uh, by the morning, you'll probably know if you have chemistry or you don't have chemistry. It will be quite obvious, actually. I love this. You know, with my, with my beloved, we so love each other's smell. Sometimes we nuzzle into each other's armpits and we say, I could die here. Like, it's yes. just it, it's heavenly. Ecstatic. It's ecstatic. We, we cannot... Uh, overcome basic chemistry yeah. either there's chemistry or there is not the mm -hmm. chemistry so and that's the bit that we need to make sure is there yes. before there's no point really if we don't have chemistry to try doing the yeah, tantric yeah, practice you need chemistry yeah. <laughs> so step one the sniff test yeah. <laughs> or human design <laughs> or the human design and then the next step then then what and do we do next you know if you want to practice tantra in the couple and go into those exalted states together. It's actually very important that both of the partners are ready to do practice together. Mm -hmm. If one of them doesn't want to do the practice, does have, doesn't have any discipline for the practice, then it won't work. Uh, yeah. So, for example, sometimes people come and say, uh, I really want to travel the path of Tantra, but how do I convince my partner or how do I introduce that subject to someone I'm just meeting mm -hmm. so I always say okay maybe we have this scenario where you're going into a club and then you see somebody you fancy 
and you walk up to them, you start a discussion, it looks like, wow, things are really getting hot, it's amazing. <laughs> so just ask them the question, do you know Tantra? If they say no, are you interested in learning Tantra? If they say no, just escape. If they say yes, okay, can we have a, a time where we meet and we do some Tantra practice mm -hmm. and we start feeling into this energy that we have together? Mm -hmm. So actually for dating, rather than just going out for dinner, it's a good idea yes. to meet and do meditations and see how that's going. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they can also go for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that's a nice, nice thing to do because it has a ritualistic element also. That's another thing that's very important for Tantra is bringing that ritualistic element. Mm -hmm. So as I said before, consecration of the space, opening into uh, a meditation together. And then maybe you want to call in some divine energy to bless this union and go into the practice. And that practice might be done before penetrative sexual union mm -hmm. or there are some practices that are done during sexual union. Mm. And this is very special. I offer seven levels for couples. Wow. It's 500 hours of practice. Mm. Uh, it takes about three and a half years mm -hmm. because uh, couples will come for a retreat. And in the retreat, they learn the methods that they're going to practice. And then they have a lot of homework. Yeah. So after the level one, 21 love appointments. Wow. That takes a lot of dedication. So I love this idea, the love appointment. This is like a, a date time when the phone is switched off and it's just... And there's a practice that you decide to do together. Yes, quality time together. This mm -hmm. is very important. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you look at people's agenda, it's full of appointments. They have work appointments. They have, uh, you know, going to the hairdresser, going to the club, going here, <laughs> doing this, doing the other thing. But there, you never see love appointment. Mm in somebody's agenda yeah right so then, left till the end of the night if lucky so then at 11 o'clock at night after watching something lousy on the tv <laughs> having some drinks then they decide okay let's have a little nookie and then basically sex becomes a sleeping pill yeah it's unsatisfying <laughs> and then you wonder why there's so many couples that stop having sex or very rarely and you know they're both not satisfied they turn to porn etc so this making it a priority to have mm. quality time with your lover mm -hmm. is very, very important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we have our Tantric Tuesdays. Yeah. And each week is one of us designing it and guiding it for the That's other one. That's very beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful. So the other can be surprised. Yeah, and this is amazing. This is a wonderful <laughs> way to start. Do you think that a couple have been together for you know years and years, like 30 years, and they stop sleeping together they're like brother and sister you think it can all rev up again yes i've seen it seen happen it. <laughs> I, i've seen so many miracles in tantra i can't even begin to tell you it's <laughs> crazy yeah really amazing so the basic thing is the choice that the, both couples have to be willing because you don't want to be taking your partner forcing them into these practices yeah both need to be willing so you need to sit down together and make your Tantra love appointment schedule mm -hmm. and then you stick to it no matter what mm -hmm. and actually this is one of the great secrets of Tantra is that it will kill the ego mm -hmm. <laughs> because what you're doing is you're making space for love you're saying 
that love is more important than my mind, than anything that my ego can cook up, <laughs> than any psychological issues, traumas from my childhood. So mm. you just set all that aside. Mm. It's just like we leave our shoes when we go into the house, we leave our shoes outside. Mm. Or when we enter the temple, we leave our shoes outside, then we step into the temple. So you, you leave your ego outside mm. and you step into the sacred space of your sacred union. So even if you've been having a fight right. and it's time for the love appointment, you set it aside and you go into the love appointment. Mm. That much discipline is needed. And it's then you will have absolutely awesome results. Mm -hmm. Because you're prioritizing love and yes. you're letting all the stories and triggers know that although you give them some time, you're, you're making love the ultimate truth. Mm -hmm. So what we do, uh, for example, in the uh, couple's training and also in my private life, in my relationship, if we find we have issues or couples have issues, then we will set aside another time to process those issues using special mm -hmm. techniques mm -hmm. like projection exercise mm -hmm. or whole listening, different techniques you can use in the couple to clear everything yeah and then the love appointment can it can happen in a very peaceful mm. way mm -hmm. and i love that i think that's that's so great because some um, couples can really let the the story and the process take over yes and that you know that also can stop physicality and meditation and yeah of course you know everybody comes with baggage into any relationship mm -hmm. and Many times it looks like you've chosen the partner especially to push your buttons. <laughs> <laughs> like magic. Like magic. And so for sure they're going to push that button and activate things. And that's all part of the learning and growing process. Mm -hmm. And so many spiritual paths just don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Because it is. it can be messy. Yeah. But what I've found is if we can really become aware of this and then actually use it as fuel for our inner growth it's there's nothing more beneficial than that mm -hmm. like, so that's good news because then a couple they don't have to be all harmonious and happy it's okay they have conflicts or disagreements yes. as long as they smell good to each other and are both choosing love yes. and tantra as a practice yes. then basically they'll they'll start transforming mm -hmm. through those um difficult challenges should we say the into their path yes and i found another secret that's very important this is a kind of open secret <laughs> which is it's not good to say for example okay now i'm going to do tantra every day for the rest of my life with my partner so now we're going to just live in this tantric world because we have within us a horizontal dimension mm -hmm. which is hedonism Mm -hmm. our animal <laughs> instinct our animality and our desires and many things then we also have within us a vertical aspect which is dedicated to spirituality expansion of consciousness if we only choose the vertical and we deny the horizontal we will get into a mess mm -hmm. into entanglements because we pushing aside one aspect of ourselves. Right. So like a spiritual bypass, trying to yes. ignore that part. So that's not good. It's also not good only to go into the horizontal, which is just hedonism. Mm -hmm. That also won't work. What we need is a way to include both of those. Mm -hmm. So what I suggest to people to do is to 
do a series of love appointments which has a defined timing and uh, it will have a beginning point and an end point mm -hmm. and after that you drop practice mm -hmm. and just go into hedonism mm -hmm. for some time <laughs> then you'll find after a while of going into hedonism there's a, a natural thirst will come oh we were on those sunlit peaks it was so amazing wow we attained super consciousness together it was so divine can't we have such an experience again so when the thirst starts coming then you design a new series of love appointments mm. and you go into the practice. Wow, so, I love it. And so you go into a strong discipline which leads you into exalted states of mm -hmm. consciousness and you also go into let go and just being ordinary, hanging out on the couch, mm -hmm. eating pizza, watching <laughs> movies or maybe in that time of hedonism you choose to take space from each other mm -hmm. and everyone does their own thing mm -hmm. and then you come back together mm -hmm. so we need to create spaciousness inside where we explore all of our different aspects mm -hmm. and not only dedicate ourselves to one mm -hmm. dimension within. so allowing really space for our humanity yes. to express itself and Super then letting that, that desire for the spiritual evolution to keep coming through. I love that. It's much, it's much nicer than kind of that slave driving, forcing ourselves yeah, into the spiritual path. Very, because very I notice important. when I see that, the rebel usually comes along then. Exactly. And then there's a battle between our spiritual and our human yes. that's happening. And it's like this yo-yoing. Whereas if we allow both, they're not going to fight. And what happens is, in my experience, you do this... Um, like the discipline, the practices, the, a series of love appointments, then you let it drop. And if you keep on doing that in a cycle, mm -hmm. then eventually the horizontal and the, and the vertical meet mm. in the center. And that happens spontaneously. That's beyond any method. Mm. And this is where the purest tantra comes in mm. because you are open to both dimensions and both dimensions feel so expanded mm. and then there's a natural coming together. Wow, so it's like the perfect integration. Perfect integration. And in a way you could say that this is the inner union, uh, like yes. one of the inner unions that the, the tantrics speak about as the sort of highest point of practice. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, tantra thrives on the union of opposites mm. in that meeting of the two opposites, any two opposites, you will find divinity, godliness, mm -hmm. the oneness that's behind duality. Mm -hmm. Now, some people say, oh, but if we want to go to that oneness, why do we go into duality? Why can't we just be in the oneness mm -hmm. all the time? But that's not how existence likes to play the game. <laughs> we are in a dual world. So what we need to do is expand ourselves to contain all these contradictions, mm -hmm. enjoy the duality, Play it as a game, as a lila, <laughs> and then let those opposites come together and we taste then the exquisite nectar, mm. which is tantra, that is the tantra experience. Mm. So that could be day and night, it could be in-breath, out-breath, it can be male and female, it can be the vertical and the horizontal, mm -hmm. the animal and the divine, whatever mm. those two opposites are. We want to explore them both and then bring them together in a consciousness practice and sense that. <laughs>
I'm so glad you say that because before I was in Tantra, I was in non-dual Advaita, it's called. And I, not, and I notice now that I'm Tantric, I look back and I think there was nothing less um, holistic than, than so-called non-dual because everyone was sort of trying to be the one and denying all of the human experience. So actually it was incredibly dualistic, whereas Tantra embraces everything and through that embracing, the non-dual is truly there. Yes. So it's kind of paradoxical but that we can't kind of cut away half of our life to try and find that non-dual. We have to go, go into everything. I was so lucky to be in Osho's presence. And um, one of the things he worked on constantly was expanding us into opening up to all contradictions of life. Mm. And he used different devices for that. And one of the devices he loved was to give discourses. So he would give a discourse on some subject. And you say, yes, yes, this is the ultimate truth. This is amazing, mind-blowing. <laughs> then the next night, he would give a discourse exactly the opposite. <laughs> as convincing or even more convincing than the previous discourse. And he would say, oh, oh but this is... This is the truth. But what about that? This, that, oh, oh my God. And then suddenly some inner explosion and you expand to include both of these realities. And just being in that field for years and he would do all these devices, not only through discourse, but through living kinds of situations. Mm. Then uh, it was just incredible what happened to the brain. Mm. Brain expanded beyond any narrow confines <laughs> so how can this happen in relationship you mentioned masculine and feminine male and female but also we have masculine and feminine and uh, we're, we're attracted somehow to the opposite even if we're the same gender mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about um, how a couple might work with their masculine and feminine energy it's really really beautiful to explore what I call the tantric circle so this takes us into the subject of sex um, I'll just give an example when the tip of the lingam touches the cervix and you're in deep tantric union where you're not going towards a goal you're just hanging out together plugged in I'm sure you've had this experience <laughs> a million times but for the benefit of our listeners I'll just describe <laughs> a little bit <clears throat> so you're just hanging out in that zone and then suddenly what happens is the lingam is giving, but the tip of the lingam opens to receive the nectar that's coming through the cervix. Mm. And the second chakra, the lower belly, the womb center of the woman is giving. Mm. So she's receiving her man through the yoni, but then her womb center starts giving. He's giving through his lingam, but then tip of his lingam starts receiving. Mm. And when that happens energetically, it's a subtle energy level thing that happens, then suddenly a circle starts spinning between the two where you are in deep union, but you don't know anymore who is the male, who is the female. It just spins. <laughs> who's giving, who's receiving. Who's giving, who's receiving. Yeah. And suddenly, <laughs> and you become one. And this is happening between the first and second chakras. So you can imagine the same experience as possible on each of the chakra pairs mm. and with the whole body and with the, the brain also. 
-hmm. And as it's happening outside with a lover, simultaneously it's happening inside. Mm -hmm. So your own inner male, inner female start going into union. Mm -hmm. And if we could say there's an ultimate in Tantra, it would be the meeting of the right and left sides of the brain, mm -hmm. where the masculine and feminine within us meet and come into that tantric circle. And that opens us into the phenomena of the the ultimate union with the universe, mm -hmm. cosmic orgasm. And some people would like to have that experience of cosmic orgasm, but they don't want to go to all the trouble of experiencing union, sexual union, all the emotions that brings up. But one thing I've discovered is that if you want to know cosmic orgasm, it's essential to know physical orgasm in its deepest sense. Mm. And that deepest sense is what I'm indicating right now mm. through this incredible union that happens between the lingam and the yoni and what is possible mm. through that. And so for this to happen, of course, we need to bring consciousness, awareness, a meditative quality to our sex because instead of just doing it, we're being present with the sensations, the feeling and the energy. Yes. So this is how sex and meditation need to come together for this experience. Yes, we need to be able to witness our body, mind and emotion. So that brings us also back to Vipassana. Yeah. <laughs> it's really an amazing tool to apply to anything in our life. And Tantra is basically bringing awareness to anything in life, not only our sexuality. Mm -hmm. Here we're talking about sexuality, but it could be drinking cup of tea yeah. <laughs> an amazing tea ceremony it could be walking in the garden it could be just sitting and looking at a sunset mm -hmm. so all these different elements of life experience can be uh, known in their exalted state mm. if we bring awareness to it mm -hmm. so this is the the magic key mm -hmm. so sex is just one of those so if someone's on their own they can still practice yeah of course <laughs> because if you're on your own then you just do practices with your inner male inner female mm -hmm. and that can be very very powerful mm -hmm. i've done both because when i first came to osho i was single so he gave me practices to do on my own mm -hmm. which were tantra practices absolutely mind-blowing practices that transform me completely and forever <laughs> and then when I got together with a partner he gave us practices to do together mm. and so I've gone very deeply into both of these kinds of practice mm. and it doesn't really matter are you going to practice alone or together just do the practice like, yeah <laughs> go on the path and one ignites the other also yeah. like if you're doing alone practice it's more likely to draw towards you a juicy partner. Mm. And if you're working in juicy partnership, it's more likely to catapult you into very deep and profound meditation on your own as well. Mm. So if somebody's listening, so let's say a couple is listening to this podcast and they're all excited, and of course they can sign up to do your whole couples training, but what is there something you can suggest they can you know, go away and do right now? Is there a simple thing you mm. can guide our listeners into? Uh, one possibility if you want to go on a journey and you're not ready to come and do a couple's group, you can get my online course, Master Lover. Mm. This is very good. And uh, so if you're a couple now together and you're very hot and you, you want to go and do a, a tantra practice immediately, then I would recommend 
a very beautiful practice uh, which I call bioresonance. Mm-hmm. This is also in my book, Divine mm-hmm. Sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, go in your bedroom, create sacred space. So both of you together, make sure the space is clean. There's no television, there's no radio, there's no mobile phone that's going to go off. And you consecrate the space, maybe use some incense, maybe put some very sweet music. I really recommend Deuter mm. as a musician. His music is incredible yeah. for meditation. Yeah. yeah. Or you might choose music of dolphins, for example. Mm-hmm. This is also very conducive for any kind of tantric meditation practice. They resonate on the wavelength of the heart mm. and wavelength of joy. Mm-hmm. So this is really beautiful. Make sure your bed is pristine and that you feel that the bed is the temple, the sacred space. Mm. And then you want to honor each other as god and goddess. Mm. So you may sit opposite to each other, look into each other's eyes, hold hands, and just do some eye gazing for a few moments. You can bring your hands into Namaste. Namaste is symbolic of the meeting of the right and life size with the brain, the masculine and the feminine within us. And it also means I bow down to the divine within you. Mm. So you're honoring yourself as divine beings. And once you've done that, then you can simply hold hands so that your first three fingers are touching the wrist of your partner. Mm -hmm. Both of you having the three fingers touching the wrist. This is creating a resonance between the inner male and the inner female by doing this within yourself and with your partner so it's literally transforming the circuitry Mm. and you can be in that posture for about five minutes Mm. closing your eyes just tuning in feeling that circuitry realigning and after you've done that take the middle finger of your right hand place it on the heart chakra of your partner so you're bringing now resonance between your heart centers And then you can take that same middle finger of your right hand, place it on the third eye center of your partner, just in between the two eyebrows. And after about two, three minutes of that, because maybe your arm will get tired, then you can go back into the original position, just holding hands. And then you can go into humming. Mm. So as you're humming, you're bringing resonance of your uh, internal being because when we hum we're actually opening the whole central channel from sex to crown Mm. so just by humming you'll bring the resonance within divine within each other Mm. and you can go on humming for about five minutes if you like you can go on for ten minutes and you finding that place where your voices are merging and melting together Mm -hmm. And then once you've done the humming, then you can go into circular breathing. And this you might like to include plugging in. So that means going into arousal and then coming into yabyum, plugged in. So the male lingam is inside the yoni. And then you start doing the circular breathing. So as the man is breathing out of his lingam, The woman is breathing into her yoni, raising the breath, 
she can breathe out of her heart and he can breathe into his heart and doing about 10 breaths circular breathing in this way and after about 10 times of circular breathing in that way you can reverse the breathing this will be stimulating the inner male inner female mm -hmm. she will breathe out of her yoni he breathes into his lingam then he breathes out of his heart she breathes into her heart mm -hmm. so this will create inner male inner female dynamic mm. and just imagine that you are plugged in as this mm -hmm, is happening mm -hmm. so it's helping you to experience that tantric circle mm. and it's nice because you get to experience the opposite whether man can receive sexually the woman can give yes, sexually exactly and so by then we have both yeah available we have both and then once you've done that then you can continue in your love making as you like so you would be very stoned by that time yeah. <laughs> because you know tantra actually helps us to access our inner pharmacy <laughs> when we practice tantra we don't need drugs because we're opening up our inner pharmacy that has all the drugs you can imagine and we start going into that inner ecstasy mm. and just move with it without any goal yeah and then when you come to a completion where you feel this is enough whether you ejaculate you don't ejaculate it doesn't matter but when you're ready to come to completion you lay down into a special sacred yantra mm. and this is the re what i call the recharge position so you lay down with your heads opposite to each other you both lay down backwards from the mm. yabyum mm -hmm. position your legs are crossed over each other you're holding each other's feet mm. And this is actually creating the Shiva Shakti Yantra mm. with your bodies. Wow. And again, it's recharging the whole circuitry of your inner male, inner female, outer male, female. And when you lay in that position after having sex, you will feel no loss of energy. Mm. It will recharge you very profoundly, very powerfully. Mm. So this is just a very beautiful meditation that you can try very simple of course just hearing it on a podcast it might be confusing yeah well but then you have then you can check my book divine sexuality yeah. you can see how it all plays out yeah. if you're a visual type and you need to see pictures and otherwise you can just listen till you understand how to do it mm -hmm. and play and experiment it's just amazing <laughs> It is, and I have to say, I do these practices as well, and I, it's just absolutely amazing. It's so different from the idea of just coming together as a couple and just, you know, mm. just trying to follow the same old routine. To to come into these meditations with your sexuality included is it's really life changing. And one thing to remember, which I think a lot of people don't realize in the beginning, is how important it is to allow breath, movement, and sound. Mm. For example, if we don't make any sound when we're having sex, it somehow cuts off the full potential or possibility of mm -hmm. what we could experience. Mm -hmm. So both men and women need to in one way or another activate breath movement and sound mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think i it's important to say if people are listening to this and it feels very far away from where they're at that it's really great to come to a tantra workshop not only to learn but also to be in a field of people who are 
confident and happy to make sounds and movements so that it normalizes because our mainstream world doesn't give us any role models, right? And <laughs> yet, <laughs> you know, sometimes people feel shy to come to a tantra group in the beginning. So another possibility is to start by coming to a tantra festival. Like mm-hmm. for example, now we're in the Ansbach tantra festival. Yeah. <laughs> Nine hundred people are showing up. It's starting today. Like we're wow, this is going to be quite something. Nine hundred people moving into different kinds of tantra experiences. And there's also smaller festivals. There's the Baltic Tantra Festival. There's And you have one. Yeah, I have Tantra Essence Festival. Yes. That happens in Corfu every June. Which I hear is so beautiful and loving and mystical and Yeah, it's very it's really magic. Yeah. Pure magic. <laughs> so, you know, go to a Tantra festival, go to a Tantra group, uh, read a Tantra book, do you know, online courses, there's so much mm. available yeah. out there. Yeah. And of course, you need to use your discernment, choose yeah. wisely. <laughs> I <laughs> Sashi agree and with I, that. Sashi and I always look at each other, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah you can't trust the word tantra, many people use it for different things. <laughs> well, I'd like to say that I feel that every everyone I interview on my podcast, I... I I'm choosing with a lot of discernment, so <laughs> and recommending. I personally, I've been teaching tantra many years, but Sarita, you're one of the people that I choose to come to, and I'm to always trying to make room in my schedule, especially your wonderful retreat in India, your couples retreats. So I personally recommend your retreats massively, and for me, it's even not even about the learning, but just experiencing being in the presence of the space that you hold is one of my favorite places to be. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's good to remember that if you want to go into Tantra, the authentic Tantra is based in meditation. And it doesn't matter how much experience you have or how little experience. What matters is you dive into the practice and you will go as deep as you are capable of, no matter from where you're starting. Mm. It doesn't matter because everything in, in life can become a door into the Tantra experience. Mm. The, the most important thing is just do the methods, do the practice. Yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Look at that. We're perfectly on time to complete there. But I'm sure that those of you listening are very excited to to do more. So I will put some links um, together with this podcast so you can find out more about Sarita. And um, thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you. It's a great joy. (laughs) My soul sister. Thank you.